Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm Darlene and I'm your host. And today we're going to talk a lot about the difference between traditional parenting and connected parenting, the type of parenting that I teach on this podcast and in my groups, in the Calm Mama groups. Sometimes lately I hear people talking about this parenting style that I'm calling connected parenting. They call it gentle parenting or cycle breaking parenting. I've also heard it called conscious parenting. And when I was first introduced to this type of parenting, it was called compassionate parenting or nonviolent parenting. Essentially, what we are doing is we are parenting in a way that is focused on our kids' emotional health, right? We're working as parents to create an emotionally healthy environment that helps our kids grow up to be emotionally healthy. And what do I mean by that? I mean that they have a good relationship with themselves. Like they feel attuned and in tuned with themselves. Uh, they have a good relationship with us. They actually enjoy their parents and that we aren't their friends necessarily, but that they grow up and feel connected to us, right? Connected parenting. So connected to themselves, connected to us, and then connected to others, being able to be in a good relationship with other people. How is this parenting different than traditional parenting? That's what I want to talk about on this episode because I've been thinking a lot about the outcome and the goals of parenting with connection and the difference between traditional parenting. Let me define what I'm thinking about in terms of traditional parenting. When I think about Okay, so connected parenting, the goal is connection with ourselves, like within ourselves and within um, our relationships. I think of traditional parenting as the goal of it is designed to make sure your child has like social well-being, like socially accepted. So really the value is conforming and being obedient and being compliant in society. Traditional parenting is focused more on the external of the way somebody looks on the outside and presents into the world and how the world views them. That's the goal of traditional parenting is to please the world and so that you can fit in. It's not as focused on the internal world of the, of the individual. The values of traditional parenting are fitting in, conforming, perfectionism, people-pleasing, so pleasing others at the expense of ourselves, productivity, and obedience. Those are the goals. Those are the values of traditional parenting. Now, the problem with that is that it oftentimes leaves the individual raised in that environment as being disconnected from themselves. It affects, if, if, we're, if you were raised this way, like I was, hmm, I don't know if I was raised in a traditional environment. It was more of a um, absentee environment, <laughs> like a, a more parental neglect, um, which made me feel unsafe in the world. But for most people, they're raised in a traditional parenting environment where you stop listening to yourself. You don't have trust in your own ability to make decisions or to, you know, you're constantly looking for that external validation. 
and we end up disconnected from our internal guide. When we're disconnected from ourselves, we don't have great relationships with others and you know, it can create a lot of long-term psychological like well, well-being issues like depression and anxiety and loneliness and things like that, right? It has consequences. So it's like the goal in some ways isn't, isn't attainable in traditional parenting. The goal is, you know, look good, be good on the outside so that people like you so that you're accepted. But then the truth is that when you feel terrible on the inside, doesn't really matter what other people think because you don't feel good about yourself no matter what. The traditional parenting, it's focused on the external, the performance, the the way something appears, not so, not so much the internal. And the tools of traditional parenting in order to create, you know, this compliant, conforming, perfectionist, productive, obedient person, the tools are fear, pain, manipulation, control, shame, comparison, really threatening the, the person that like you're going to be socially isolated or socially unaccepted if you don't obey or conform. That external, um, external validation is conditional your acceptance in the world is conditional based on what other people think and feel about you. That is sort of the traditional parenting model. It's what it focuses on, what its goals are, what its values are, and the tools of traditional parenting. Now, anyone listening to this podcast, like you're listening to this podcast, so you like what I teach, right? So I teach this connected parenting model, Sometimes I think of it as a feelings first model. Sometimes I'll talk about it that way. And so if you're listening to this, then I know that you want to raise your kids in this connected parenting environment, right? You want them to feel highly connected to themselves. You want them to trust themselves and have a good relationship with themselves and in be able to internally validate their their life, their value, their, their worth, and not based, not based on their performance. Connected parenting, what we're focused is more on empathy and compassion over obedience, which means more about how someone is feeling more than how they are acting, right? We care more about being kind than being in control. We care more about a relationship than we do about performance or productivity, We care more about teaching responsibility and taking personal responsibility than we care about discipline. The tools that connected parenting uses are are very different because we're not using fear. We're not using pain. We're not using emotional manipulation. We're using compassion. We're actually connecting to our kids and helping them understand what they're going through and why they're behaving the way they're behaving and what their thoughts are and what their feelings are. That's what compassion is. We're using the tool of emotional regulation, right? Teaching our kids how to manage their emotions, what to do with their feelings. We're using the tool of clear boundaries. So this isn't permissive parenting. There are still boundaries. There are still limits. 
but we're communicating them in a way that is clear and enforceable, (laughs) right? Where we're not forcing you to comply, but we are creating a container that says this is how it works to be, you know, this is what works best in this family or in this school or in this environment or in this, um, in this family. So we're teaching them how to behave using boundaries. And then when they make mistakes, we're giving them the opportunity to develop personal responsibility. So our tools are compassion, emotional regulation, clear boundaries, and personal responsibility. Very different than fear, shame, pain, manipulation, and social isolation. So I've been teaching connected parenting for over 10 years, and I've been practicing it for 14 years. I started to learn about this style of parenting, nonviolent parenting and, and compassionate parenting is what I called it back then when Lincoln was four and he's almost 19. So it's been almost 15 years now. And over the years, I've seen with not just myself, but also my clients that there are a few obstacles that stand in the way of parents being able to practice the parenting style of connected parenting. So I wanted to talk about those obstacles with you and help you see maybe why you're struggling to be the parent that you want to be, why you have these ideals. You're like, yes, darling, I want to be a compassionate parenting. I want to a compassionate parent. I want to be connected to my kids. I want to help my kids manage their emotions. I want to help them connect better to themselves and to others. These are your values and you might be having trouble making those a reality. So I wanted to give you the three things that I see kind of standing in parents' way. The first is really lacking knowledge of how to do this. And the real, the reason why is because we don't have a mind map of how to do it. We weren't raised this way. When our parents wanted us to listen to them, they would like yell at us or threaten us or hurt us or hit us or scream at us or take away everything that we found precious, right? They were using control and manipulation and then also maybe um, scaring us like, you know, your friends won't like you and people don't like to play with mean kids and whatever all that shame is. It's like, we know we don't want to do that, but we we know we don't want to yell. We don't want to punish. We don't want to shame. We don't want to just, you know, take away a bunch of privileges force our kids into obedience. We kind of know what we don't want to do, but it's hard to know what we do want to do. We're not sure. We don't have a model for it. And when you don't have a model, it's like walking in the dark. Like that's how I felt. That's why I created the Calm Mama process. That's why I created the connection tool. That's why I developed all of these parenting, like a parenting framework, because I was like, I want to be this parent. I want to be a connected parent and, and show up with compassion and give my kids tools to manage their emotions. But I don't know how I spent the last 15 years, you know, developing this stuff for myself to figure out how to actually apply this, the values of my, my parenting in real life. Right. Because I want to be a compassionate parent, but I don't, I didn't know how to communicate compassion. So that's why I created the connection tool. I wanted to set firm boundaries, clear boundaries, clear limits without yelling and repeating myself and threatening all the time. 
but I didn't know how. So that's why I have the limit setting formula now. I, I wanted to teach my kids personal responsibility. Yeah, you can, you know, have a big like meltdown and throw your toys all over the house, but you also need to clean them up. Like just taking personal responsibility, but I didn't want to use like a threatening, you know, fear-based environment. And so I needed to create the restitution model that I teach now of how to make things right when you make a mistake. We don't know how. That's what I guess I want to offer to you is that like the obstacle, the main one is just not knowing. It's This is a revolutionary parenting style. We're changing from one generation to another. And for the most part, most of us didn't grow up with anybody helping us with our feelings, with anybody modeling and managing and, and emotionally coaching us. We don't know how to do it. That's the first obstacle, just a, a lack of knowledge. The second obstacle that I have found in teaching connected parenting is that parents have their have an inability to manage their own emotions, which makes perfect sense because if you weren't raised in an emotionally healthy environment, right, how are you going to know how to do it? Like if you didn't learn this when you were younger and you're learning it right now, it's almost the, pro- the process of reparenting yourself, teaching yourself how to soothe, how to manage your emotions, how to process negative emotions, how to deal with disappointment, how to f- deal with overwhelm, how to deal with stress without, you know, negative like strategies, right? You're learning right now how to be emotionally healthy and... You want to be teaching your kids how to be emotionally healthy. You know, when you don't know how to do it, it stands in your way. And, you know, it's funny because when I first started teaching parenting, I started to teach like kind of the limit setting model that I teach now. And then I added the nonviolent parenting model, you know, the connection tools. And, and what I noticed right away was that parents were saying, I love everything you're teaching me. The problem is that I can't remember how to do all this stuff when I get upset. You know, I go to zero to a hundred in, you know, a flash, like, you know, a split second. I can't even like think straight, right? That's why I added calm as the foundation to all the parenting that I teach, right? Calm is that part where, It's like, first you, (laughs) you know, how do you manage your emotions? And in the course, Emotionally Healthy Kids, I actually spend the first three or four weeks talking about you and your, your feelings and how to manage your emotions and giving you some tools and foundations. That way you can practice those and then start implementing them with your kids too. If you don't know how to manage your emotions and you are like, you know, yelling a lot or you find yourself emotionally checking out a lot or, you know, doing, you know, behaviors like overeating or over dieting or over, uh, over binge watching or over, you know, uh, being on your device all the time, whatever it is, if you're doing that, instead of judging yourself, like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I'm such a loser. Like I'm a hot mess, whatever. You can just say like, huh, this is just in information for me that I am struggling with my own emotional regulation. I am struggling with my own feelings. I am struggling with my own stress. From that, you have like, okay, this is just a skill gap. 
right? This is just a place where I don't have skills yet. I need to get some skills. I need to sign up with Darlene's program. I need to, you know, connect with her. I need to go back to the, those episodes all about calm and really learn how to manage my emotions. Yeah. Instead of judging yourself as wrong, recognize, well, of course I don't. I didn't learn. I didn't grow up learning this and now I can learn it. So that's the second obstacle that I see is that, you know, we just don't know how to deal with our feelings as adults. And that is because of the environment we were raised in. My goal in life, like my mission is to heal the next generation in advance of their adulthood. I want to help you get all these tools for yourself and get all these tools for your kids so that your kids can grow up and be emotionally healthy before they get to their 20s so that they don't have to go back and like recover from their childhood and then, you know, learn all these, these tools and these skills in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Like what, it, what would it be like if they don't have to spend the early part of their adulthood recovering from their childhood? Like how much more healthy will they be? I just love it. Like you getting the skills is going to help your kids get the skills and then they're going to grow up and they're going to be emotionally healthy. This is my whole, my whole uh, dream. That's why I do what I do. Um, so I help you so that you can help your kids so that they can, you know, help our entire society, which is amazing. Now, speaking of society, that's the third obstacle that I see standing in the way of parents practicing connected parenting. And it's this societal pressure that kids need to be obedient. It's like if your kids misbehave, then there is actual judgment. We're not just thinking there is. There is actual judgment out there that you're not strict enough. If your kids are misbehaving, it must be because you're a bad parent. So it's like on some level in, in a lot of communities, like, you know, school communities and communities of your friend groups and things like that, there's a value for like social and emotional health, right? We want our kids to have emotional health. And so on one side of their mouth, they're saying, yes, yes, yes. Allow them to have their feelings. Allow them to make mistakes. Allow them to, you know, learn and grow. But then on the other side of the mouth, they're like, uh, but no, don't, we don't want to see your kids misbehaving. We don't want to see your kids melting down. We don't want to see your kids making mistakes. Society has, is giving you this message that like, oh, we're all in it for the kids and this isn't a social, you know, an emotionally healthy environment. But then the minute your kid has emotional like a meltdown, like big feelings, their actual feelings show up in the world. The world's like, uh-uh, nope, buckle that up, <laughs> right? It's like, here's the thing. When you are learning how to do something, which we're saying learning how to manage your emotions, right? Learning how to regulate your emotions, which means go from unbalanced to balance, right? When you're learning how to do that. Guess what? That means you start not knowing how to do that. So kids start out not knowing how to manage their big feelings. They don't know how to use their words. They don't know how to process anger, sadness, frustration, 
in ways that don't create problems. Like, of course, they're going to hit, kick, punch, spit, throw, yell, uh, disagree, argue, negotiate, protest, complain, right? All of those behaviors, sneaky, you know, okay? Any of those behaviors that you see are because of their feelings. It's not because they're bad kids, right? It's just they have thoughts and feelings and they aren't sure what works and what doesn't. They are going to make a bunch of mistakes as they learn the skills. They have to make a mistake, learn a new skill, make a mistake, learn a new skill, make a mistake, learn a new skill. That's how learning happens. It's like if you watch a little kid learn to walk, you know, they take a couple steps and then they fall. Or you learn to, you know, you watch a kid learn to read and they, you know, don't know how to pronounce a word or do math. They don't always know how to add or subtract or do division. They make a lot of mistakes. We say we think it's okay for kids to make mistakes, but then when they're in the middle of misbehaving and making mistakes with their negative emotion, everyone is around you going, oh, uh uh-uh, bad kid, bad parent. That can stand in the way of you helping your kids you know, of you being connected to them. This is especially true in public, right? There's like this intense pressure, not just public, but also like with our extended family or at play, play dates and things like that, or like at sports things when your kid starts to act out. We have this pressure to get our kids to like listen and obey and like quiet them down. And so in that moment, you have a choice. You can either use the traditional parenting methodology or the connected parenting methodology. You can either use fear and control and manipulation and threats and bribes, or you can use compassion, clear boundaries, emotional regulation, allowing kids to make mistakes. Using connection is going to take more time. It's going to be messier. Using fear is effective in the short term. You know, you can get your kid to kind of control, maybe, sometimes. A lot of times it doesn't even work. But, you know, you might go to that and, you know, you might get short-term compliance. But the long-term emotional health is going to be, you're going to get that by practicing connection. And, of course, it is going to take extra time. It's going to take extra energy. You're going to have more loud crying and big feelings. And other people might be judging you. And it's tough, right? It's tough to have like your kid melting down in public and everyone looking at you and you want to like get them to obey and stop it and you're feeling uncomfortable. And so like managing your emotions and remembering the big picture, the long-term goal here is that my child learns how to deal with whatever feeling is coming up in this moment and Yes, you can have clear boundaries, but if you try to get your child to obey using fear, you might get short-term compliance, but it's not going to help in the long term. Now, it is impossible to practice connected parenting at all times. It just is because we're human beings and we have our own emotional experience and our own feelings, right? And our own thoughts and our own overwhelm and our own stress and Showing up for our kids in this way requires a lot of emotional regulation on our part. And there's going to be times when we're not. 
and we're going to show up as a parent and we're going to show up like using fear or threats or, you know, repeating ourselves or bribing them just to get them to obey. And I don't want you to beat yourself up about it because it's okay. Like the goal is not a hundred percent. It's not possible to practice this. Like I said, a hundred percent of the time. My thought around that is to do it as often as you can. When you are finding yourself yelling, threatening, uh, you know, using, showing up as a parent in a way that you don't want, pause, take that pause break, reset yourself, and then go back to your child in their perspective and just get curious. Hey, what's going on? Why are you not participating? Why are you screaming? Do you need help? Are you overwhelmed? Connect with them. And do that as frequently as you can. Is the more you do it, then the more you move from your default traditional parenting towards your new parenting. Right? You were raised in a traditional parenting environment. It's what our society tells us what to do. And so it is the default and it's going to be the easier groove to fall into because it's so well, uh, like the, the groove is, is so deep and you're building a new groove, a new neural pathway in your brain. And so you're going to just kind of keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. And it does get to become your new default. So the, as frequently as you can, Practice the connected parenting. And over time, you will be able to switch and it will become your most, your your new default will become connected parenting, which is the goal. Now, you might be wondering, okay, I think I'm doing it all right, but I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I don't even know how to gauge like, am I on the right track? Am my, are, are my kids, am I parenting the way that I want to be parenting? I, I can't tell, right? I think that's part of the confusion of the not knowing. So I want to help you clear up that confusion. What I've done is I created a screening designed to help you figure out if you're on track for raising an emotionally healthy kid. So I put together a questionnaire, like almost like a doctor's checkup. And you'll go through and answer these questions and then assess, okay, am I on track or am I off track or like, where's my family at? And I broke it, broke the, the checkup into five categories, the five categories that, you know, the five things that kids need in order to grow up to be emotionally healthy. And I've given you a few questions to figure out, are you on track? Are your kids and your family emotionally healthy or moving towards emotional health. So the workshop is March 8th at 9 a.m. Pacific. And during that workshop, I will walk you through the emotional health checkup. We'll answer the questions together and you'll, you know, be able to, you don't have to answer them aloud. So no one will know what you're answering, but you'll just do like a self-assessment and gauge okay, where's my family? Are we where I want us to be? Or are we a little bit off track? Or are we really needing more support? And then from there, I'll invite you to learn more about the Emotional Healthy Kids class that I start teaching on March 15th. So that class is my three-month parenting course. 
I teach it live like you would take a parenting class. Instead of doing a course online where you kind of DIY it, I want to walk you through the entire Calm Mama process and answer questions and help you with exercises and things like that. So this is a small group parenting course and I uh, walk you through, like I said, the Calm Mama process. It's $9.99 for the three-month course and that includes the entire course with me live, taught live by me, as well as the Emotional Healthy Kids Handbook, email support, and a private Facebook community. Plus, it's not just the three months that we work together. You are then put in the Calm Mama Club, which is my ongoing mentorship program with me. You'll be in that program for an entire year. So your $1,000 that you sign up for is the course plus an additional nine months of mentorship with me in the club. So it's a very robust like program where you get a lot of support as you change from traditional parenting to connected parenting because the, the process is it's a simple method, but it is challenging to do it alone because of our, you know, old neural pathways, the society pressure, our own inability to emotionally regulate. We need help right? You need a guide, you need support. So that's why I have this program where you get my support for an entire year. So I teach it to you in three months and then you practice for the following nine nine months with me alongside of you. So the way that you sign up for that is at my website, www.calmamacoaching.com and it's the Emotionally Healthy Kids class. And But for the Emotional Health Checkup, that is free That's on March 8th and you can sign up in the show notes or if you got an email, it'll be in the email Um, and we'll also put um, a pop-up on the website. So www.comamacoaching.com and you'll get everything you need right there. So I hope you have a great week and I will see you at the Emotional Health Checkup next week and I'll also see you on the podcast next week. All right, bye.